you and your chart are here to serve humanity in such a big way. You are a master of abstract thinking and you are a master in spreading the word. If people realize that how incredibly intricate and beautiful machine they are, better than any rocket I've worked on, they should at least invest in themselves to unfold that lotus flower that is dying to unfurl. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you, waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello and welcome to another episode of Magnificence, the one and only empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence of my guests. And today I have with me the amazing Shena Soni. Hello. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Patricia. Good morning for me. It's good evening for you and very excited to see how we unfold our human design. <laughs> yes. yes. So I am so excited to really dive into all of the good stuff that I discovered in your chart. And my apologies, it's only a surface level um, deep dive into your chart, but I want to really transport the best of the best out of what I discovered. Before we do that and before we talk about who you are, what you do and what your visions are, um, I would love to introduce you to the audience. And I just wrote a little bit uh, um, to, to have some notes on my end. And if there is anything that you would love to add, please do so. Okay. So... Shinas is a rocket scientist at NASA. She is the author of The Quantum Being. And look here, I have it right here. <laughs> and it is in your background, right? <laughs> um, yes. She is a quantum healer. She is a spiritual alchemist and so, so much more. She is passionate about enabling humanity to grow and prosper on Earth, on Moon, and on Mars, which is so exciting. And she wants to do that through this innovative solution finding process that she is all about. So welcome again uh, into this show and just tell me, did I leave out any of the most important aspects <laughs> and characteristics about you? No, I think you covered all my uh, all my accomplishments. And the one thing that I want to share with everyone is that I started out in a very humble beginning. And uh, and because of that, I actually learned uh, the the process. 
And that's why I'm so excited about sharing the process and how to reprogram your patterns to create any kind of dream life you want. Because if I can do it, then anyone can do it. And and now I'm excited about where it's taking me and it's taking me into a journey of meeting people like yourself. So wonderful, wonderful. So you already said you come from a humble background. Maybe you can just um, shine some light on your journey, just in a nutshell. Sure. So I think that it's interesting that how in order for us to challenge our consciousness, we sometimes create um, a story that helps us propel, like, you know, because the more we get a resistance, the more we want to go against it, As especially someone like me have to go through that, right? So, uh, yeah, so I was born in a patriarchal culture. I was born in a culture where a firstborn child being a girl was not necessarily uh, celebrated. And in a culture where the girl was expected to be more like a like a person who raises family and, you know, like it's more like a homemaker and can never surpass that. And therefore, I was not encouraged to go to school. So things like that kind of really almost like took me into a direction of becoming a valedictorian, right? And then even when I got arranged marriage and came to the United States with a strange man whom I knew for a few hours, I was very determined to continue my education as an engineer. And it took me a lot of struggle, not knowing the language, the culture, the uh, no money, all of that to kind of get to the point where I could be an aerospace engineer and so forth. So it was just interesting that when I look at it now from a perspective that I have, it's like, wow, like I had to create so many obstacles. So I did a good obstacle training in the process of getting where I am today. Yeah. And it looks as if determination and the conscious choice of really continuing and going on and finding a solution and getting out of this old state that did not serve you anymore and the story that might have limited you back then, you you just outgrew all of these situations and those circumstances. And I think determination is a big part of what led you where you are right now, right? 100%. And the interesting thing is that once you, uh, you know, I mean, it, we are all work in progress, right? So like, for the first time in my life, in the last two years, I have been living by myself, right? Even though, you know, I've been raising my children, but when you have a children home, you're still not 100% alone, right? So for me, like having no pet and no human around made me even dig deeper into myself. And I have actually come to know, and it's interesting, uh, Patricia, right now we are all homebound. Uh, we have a white snow around our, uh, uh, all around Huntsville, Alabama. And when it snows here, we've let the nature take care of it. So that means like I have been homebound for four days now. Like I can't even go out because it's completely white. There's no way to do anything. Yeah. And, but it kind of is very interesting because I love it because I have so many projects in the house. So I'm working on that. And actually, I'm having fun taking care of all my, you know, because all our meetings got canceled at work. All my appointments outside got canceled because of the snow. So we are kind of in a pause. And I just love that pause because it's almost like, you know, this is the best way for us to go deeper inside. I love that. And it just reminds me. So, This is so interesting, such a synchronicity, <laughs> because just today is a day where school was cancelled here, not because of snow, 
because of ice on the road, because it was raining and immediately it was free. Black ice, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we were just, everyone was staying at home. And um, I have to honestly share that I'm not someone who loves winter, but just seeing that winter and when you look into nature and uh, when you just look at the symbolism what it means for us and that in this dark and this cold and underneath this, the the soil, um, things are developing. Something yeah. is planted as a seed and then it can grow. And so I, I love those spaces where you can withdraw and go inside and plant a seed. I love that. Exactly, exactly. And and that's that's pretty much what everyone should do because that's how you actually do your shadow work, right? You're, you find your skeleton in your closet or you find whatever, you cry over a letter, you find. But that is the best thing we can all do, right? It's just, let's just do that because I, I look at my house as my subconscious and and the more clean I, I, clean I make it, the more liberated I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I like it as well. And it leads me to your human design chart. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so excited. To... I have no idea where we are headed now. So honestly, <laughs> I never have the idea where we are headed to <laughs> because I let myself be guided by the conversation. Um, and of course, I look at the chart beforehand, but then I just want to be guided by what comes and what 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 is interesting for now and so I don't know how much you know about your chart how much you ever dove into your human design chart so I have had few people kind of did a human design on me including Anya she actually asked me for my she gave me a little bit of a summary so it was very interesting to hear that however I have not really studied it and it's it's something in my in my list to consider because I agree with the concept. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is a good point where I can share that um, I agree with the system as well, even though I am a disruptor of systems and <laughs> someone who criticizes or revolutionizes systems, but I love the expansiveness of human design and the accuracy of it and so it opens people up, it validates, it opens people up to what else is possible. And in your case, just the general type of information, you are a generator, um, uh, which means that you are here to do the work, that you are an alchemist mixing those secret liquids um, to serve humanity. And I really mean that you and your chart are here to serve humanity in such a big way. And I'm going to dive into that a little deeper in um, just a moment. Um, and so driven by that, driven by the power of your sacral and your decision-making authority of the emotions, so when you are emotionally clear, then you can make a decision when you are not into an emotional wave of being full of joy or full of anger or full of sadness. It is always good to be in this still point to make a good decision to know, okay, 
I am, I have this feeling about it and I still have it and this is right for me. So you being emotionally clear means that your surroundings are emotionally clear as well. That makes sense. And this, this can be work-wise, that can be with your family, that can be with anyone you are with and just for yourself as well. But that is just this entry point of talking a little bit about what the general type is, what the authority is. I prepared much deeper stuff, <laughs> much more, uh, I am looking for a word, um, juicy stuff, juicy, <laughs> the good word. Um, so I love looking at different aspects and uh, when I looked at your chart, Shinas, I thought that is so interesting. It looks beautiful. And you can see different areas. And I look at it. Um, first of all, I don't dive into any of the numbers, any of the gates, the centers, whatever. I look at it and it's. I see, ah, there is a white center, which means an open center in the head space. Then there is openness around the heart space. Then there is openness in the intuitive space and openness in the root. That was my first approach to your chart. Mm. Um, and then I just contemplate on what that means. And um, whenever needed, we can talk about the openness. So one aspect that you already said is you are so interested in learning more, in studying, in searching, in researching, in finding new things. That is your openness that comes from this open um, head center, ready to be inspired, very open-minded, ready to even dive into other people's question marks that are around you and ready to really focus on finding a solution, which never ever is up there, even though you are a highly, highly intelligent woman. It is for you. And so, so I'm so excited about your chart that I, I <laughs> bet I bring so much information that maybe you or other people are confused. I try to really keep it simple. Um, your power lies in the gut and in the emotions, in the gut and in the emotions, paired with this amazing power up here. And that's what I'm going to talk about. So you can see there is a connection between your the green triangle, which is the Ajna center, and mm -hmm. the throat center. And this Connection is channel 1156. And channel 1156 is called um, the, chan the, the channel of ideas or the channel of curiosity. And I think that is so true for you. Someone who has the design of a searcher, a seeker, someone who always wants to know more, someone who always comes up with new ideas. And let me share you more about how this comes together. Gate 11 is the gate of peace. 
which comes from this thinking analytical aspect. It is the aspect of having endless ideas. So the ideas that derive from you are endless in this lifetime. The 56th aspect or gate is called the gate of the wanderer or the gate of stimulation. Bringing these two aspects together, the ideas and the stimulation, makes this whole channel of curiosity. What that means is that you marry abstract thinking, that you are a master of abstract thinking, and you are a master in spreading the word. You are a storyteller. You are a natural-born storyteller a wise one. So you come up with stimulating ideas and you share them with others. That's true. So the best course of action here <laughs> is always tell your stories. Keep telling your stories. Embrace the storytelling gift that you have. Share your wisdom that could be wisdom from your past experience. That could be wisdom from just your abstract thinking mind. Um, and always keep nurturing your curiosity. This is the stimulation wanderer aspect. You need some stimulation. You need something to, to do research or search on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because there were times that like, I thought that, you know, Someone like me can make a very good detective or investigator, right? Um, so yeah, there were so many things that, because I always like a very interesting, like I like sci-fi, but I don't like just any sci-fi. It has to have a lot. Like I like Star Trek more than Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Because to me, Star Trek is more, goes into the depth, right, of, of, of concepts that I like to uncover. So it's kind of like an interesting thing that, yeah, I do have that that quest, right? The quest pretty much has like the question in it, right? And and I think that it's almost like I I don't just ask question, I question the question. Yeah. Yeah, you question the question. And <laughs> talking about this aspect of yours, being the person that is curious, being the one who does research. In the beginning, when I introduced you, I talked about you um, having this vision of making life possible or more sustainable or anything that comes with that. And you can describe it in a much better way on Earth, on Moon and on Mars. That is what might people really um, puzzle. So what are they talking about? Are <laughs> you able to talk about that a little bit and expand on that a little bit? Is this possible? Yeah, sure. Because, you know, it's interesting, right? If you really think about when you're living on Earth or when you're living on Moon or Mars, right? I mean, they all have different type of pros and cons. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it seems to me right now uh, where we are is that there seems like a lot of con to live on Moon and Mars, right? Because of the fact that we can't even just be there like the way we are on Earth, um, you know, with the atmosphere. But the whole thing is that it's all about living under different circumstances. We already do that on Earth. Like if you go on Earth to different places, you see some extreme places that almost uh, is worse than living on Moon and Mars to me personally, right? So there are that, right? But I think that the, the very fact that we have that adaptability 
a built-in adaptability, which I explained that in my book, The Quantum Being, because, you know, we are meant to do the quantum dance with everything there is. And we're meant to actually, like, that's what happens even with astronauts when they live in a space station. Like in the beginning, you know, they have to, you know, like uh, get acclimated, right? Mm -hmm. But then ultimately, they get acclimated so much that it becomes their home. And then when they come to Earth, it takes them a while to get acclimated back on Earth. So you, you see my point? So I think that if we all can start realizing that we have this incredible capacity to pretty much converge with our environment, but there's pros and cons again, because we do have the capacity, but there are times when you don't question the question. Like if I wouldn't have done what I've done, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, right? I would have lived a very different life in Karachi, Pakistan with a Muslim man, you know, wondering what to cook today or wondering where to go today. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't want to bring them down because those women are incredible. Yeah. But the thing is that they are still in a cage because they don't get to do what they want to do. And to me, like, I want to bring that to everyone. It doesn't matter what, where you are, you should choose to be a homemaker, but you shouldn't be forced to be a homemaker. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I so much resonate with what you say. So again, it's the determination and the conscious choice and the adaptability that you mentioned. So these are the major aspects of what we talk about right now. I like that. And um, when you agreed to being a guest here, um, I said, is there anything that you would love to develop further? Maybe something that that is an aspect that I could really shed some light on. And you said it is passion through pros uh, prosperity through passion. Yes. But I love that this could be the big topic because I found so many aspects exactly on that. And wow. And I can't wait to share that with you. <laughs> so um, passion and prosperity, how can they go together? Because I feel you are so passionate about what you do. You write in such a passionate, down-to-earth way. That is really sometimes um, stuff that I never heard about when it comes to the quantum part or quantum physics part. But you are able to transport and describe things in a way that one can feel the passion and one can really understand what you're talking about. That is so cool. I can highly recommend reading the book, The Quantum Being. So um, I love it. And uh, I don't regret that I ordered it <laughs> even before we got to know each other. And so that is that is amazing. So let me dive into one of the aspects that I want to share with you about prosperity and passion prosperity through passion. So one aspect I found right here, that is another channel in your chart that connects the sacral center and the emotional center. So this is gate um, 6 and gate 59, and together they are channel 659. And channel 659 is the channel of mating. Wow. Okay. Now, the channel of mating is a highly emotional channel. It's a sexual channel. And, you know, sexuality could be really literal sexuality, but it could mean the power of creation, the power of reproduction that could be kids. But when we talk about 
passion and prosperity, I thought that is talking about um, creative encounters, creative inventions, offering something to the world that is something that has a lasting impact on the whole world. Uh, so like creating or or um, producing, I know that is not the right word, a kid, but this that's like a creation that you want to share with the world, that you want to bring into the world. Um, exactly. And I can, okay, so I completely, it's funny because, you know, after having four kids, right, when I actually wrote my book, I called my book as my fifth child. And what you're talking about right now is exactly what I'm actually opening the door for. Yeah. And, you know, in order to turn my passion into prosperity, I no longer want to do that alone. I want to do it with my tribe, with my community, and with my mate, with my partner, whom I'm going to walk with, and we're going to birth, we're going to birth together this, you know, uh, because, you know, because we're going to make a Vesica Pisces, right? So we're going to create that, that dynamic that's going to open the door for some for for the birthing of the creation that can truly uh, open the door for harmony in the whole world. Yeah, and so that is so amazing. So you will will soon get to know why because you are talking in exactly the words that I'm about to use very soon. But just going back to this uh, connection, this channel um, of mating. So you have this capacity to be an aura breaker. You can really go into other people's auras and break them, not to destroy them, but to really intimately connect with people, with your tribe, with partners, with co-workers. And that is what is really one of your big aspects, really mating and connecting and Uh, having communications and co-working. It's not like that's a one-man show. I had someone on the show where I said, that's a one-man show. For you, it's this tribal aspect. It's this global aspect. And you're also a binder. You just hold this space together. That is another very interesting aspect that leads to prosperity. Um, and this global community thing contains this aspect of such a good karma that when you focus on this and not on selling something, not on um, just how can I make um, that and that amount of money, but when you focus on this aspect of, oh, I'm the spinner, I am the one who um, makes an impact globally, um, then you bring so much good karma into the world, into the space, that this is like a law that prosperity is going to come to you. And I hope that makes sense. Yes, no, it 100% makes sense. I think that it's interesting because I, I saw the quotation recently. I went to a place and I saw this quotation. Yeah, I went to a botanical garden with my son. And I saw this quotation that completely, like, um, it just completely touched my heart. And um, 
I think the quotation actually said exactly what you're saying. And I'm wondering if I can find it fast enough right now. Uh, but if I don't, then I'll uh, share it with you afterwards. But it pretty much said exactly what you're saying is that, you know, you um, you kind of like um, have to do things with the unconditional love to receive the uh, blessing in your life. Right, right. And that's exactly it. And what could keep you from really fulfilling that, that is in this uh, 59-6 channel, which is such a positive channel, this channel of mating, you have the I Ching line of five, both in the 59 and in the sixth gate. And what this means, the um, so line five, they, they have special meanings. I don't want to go into depth of that, but in general, line five is about projection. And that could be challenging because people are drawn to your energy, they connect with you, but they could project whatever they want to project into you. And that could lead to misunderstandings, that could lead to disappointments, to false expectations. And that is, so the first best course of action in that is that I can share with you, um, just don't let projections define you and don't take projections of others personally. It's not about you. It's just you being this mirror for others and they project something into you. So it's all about really standing in your power and confidence. Right. And what that one thing that you just said, right? Like I've learned that already through my own trials and tribulations. But if I would have been given that secret sauce that you just gave me uh, when I became conscious, I probably, but, may, but because I was supposed to learn the hard way, I had to go through that, right? I 100% agree because one of the biggest challenge I run into is people are always like showing up the, the best version when I'm with them. But then as soon as we are no longer in contact with each other and then they go like they are no longer in my field, like it's almost like that they don't, they don't even remember what we exchange. Like there are times like people make promises, for example, when they're exchanging with me that we're going to do this, this, this. And then afterwards, I don't see them following up. And to me, you know, because I'm all about action, speak louder than words. Because if I say to you, yeah. uh, Patricia, that, you know, you and I are going to go for a lunch, you know, I'm going to damn make sure that I will reach out to you. I will ask you when you're available. I will make it happen. Because if I said that, I really meant it. But I don't see that reciprocity from other people. And it has been a huge struggle in my life. Yeah, and as I, I I I know what you're talking about, and <laughs> just feel the only solution that I can share right now is never take it personally. It's not about you as a person. It is something that has to do with them, with this person that does not have this reciprocity. Um, and especially in your case, as you have this channel of mating and intimacy. It is even harder for you to see that and to observe that and to feel this um, not following up, not uh, keeping the word. Um, yeah, I totally see that. <laughs> Other than that, and so I have several aspects that I want to share around passion and prosperity. <laughs> 
And I like that we really can focus on that because we could talk about your magnificence forever. And I think even when we focus on how could this really be more intensified, this passion and prosperity aspect, people can see your wisdom, your heart-centeredness, your open-mindedness, your visions, so they can see all of that. And I would love to really add this aspect of, and how can prosperity come as a side effect of all of that? So what I, what I saw is you have this open spleen center, which makes you a highly sensitive person, someone um, who feels and senses and sees and hears and maybe smells lots of stuff that people around you might not be able to notice. Um, also, all the gates that are turned on right now are potential gates that contain an aspect of fear. And so what I wanted to say is, and because I just want to focus on one of them, that's gate 50. And gate 50 is the fear of responsibility. That, not, that might not be conscious because it's red, that might be in the subconscious because I feel and sense you are a highly responsible person, but there is maybe one, one deep down layer that is like, oh, entering really serious um, bonds concerning my big mission, that could be something that is related to fear. I don't know if this makes sense to you. I think that that's a good thing that you're uncovering something that even I don't know because that is where the growth is, right? Yeah. And and you're right because consciously I think that I'm, I'm sometimes I'm over-responsible like to the point where, uh, you know, like I have to make sure that I don't do the work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you're so aware and conscious, like for you know, you always end up doing more work and then the other person is like, well, if you're going to go you know, if you're going to go this far, then thank you for letting me only come on. And that was the funny thing, because even with my second husband, you know, whenever he would argue, like he would always say that because you do so much and you don't ask me to do anything and being a man species, he said that I truly feel that I like to be lazy if I can help it. So when you're going to do all the work without any complaining, why would I want to lift a finger? Like he basically explained me, like he was very smart. He was an engineer and he, we, we would talk like that. And it makes sense to me, but I don't just do, do that with him. I just have a tendency to kind of, because I see everything, right? And plus I'm like eager to go to my next step too. And I'm like, we're not going to wait around for everybody else to come home. So I'm just going to do. <laughs> so now what you're telling me is interesting that the irresponsibility aspect may have had to do with something that uh, that is a un, that is a layer underneath, and I definitely like to elaborate on that because I'm eager to hear that. And I would not want to say that it's irresponsibility, not at all, but it is this fear of taking over some big responsibility. When I connected to this bigger prosperity aspect. 
just really stepping into even more of your fullness, your potential, your power, your magnificence, and then really just shying away from this huge responsibility. I don't feel like that is something that is in small things to be irresponsible. It's more about this huge responsibility because this is, and I, I, I intentionally chose this of the fears because there are so many fears, fear of failure, fear of the past, fear of authority. I wanted to consciously choose this uh, responsibility fear because it shows up in something that I want to share later. Um, and this gave me the idea of, oh, that is something big. That is something really big. That's not just like, oh, showing up for coffee, I'm responsible, um, or I take that and I'm responsible for that. It's really this big thing, this big mission in your life. Wow, I'm excited. I have to tell you one thing before we proceed. It's because long time ago, like, you know, because I've been raising my kids uh, for 10 years, you know, with, uh, with their father being, uh, you know, living close to me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I would always tell him, and he was very aware that I'm very free spirit. So I said that if Mother Teresa or someone like, you know, someone like that calls me to serve humanity, then I am leaving all of these babies with you and I'm going flying away because I always had this, like, I was like basically like awaiting the phone call. Like I would say, if somebody calls me and says, you know what, Shanaz, we need you for this mission. Just like when you're watching any kind of movies where the helicopter comes by your backyard and says, well, you're being selected, right? And you are going to be having to go with us and you have to leave your life behind. I've always been ready for that. And it's interesting. I mean, of course, at the same time, I'm very responsible consciously for my children, right? And which has kind of kept me a little bit tethered to where I even live or what I even do. Because if I've, you know, and of course, we create this tether for ourselves. Because I never say that, though, because of my children, I can't do it. You see my point? Because we always have a choice. Yeah. But I see the dy dynamic. I just wanted to bring that into you, that I'm aware of that, and I'm ready to jump the ship. And I think that maybe you had to come and give me that that one more push that I needed to actually do it. And I think, Patricia, from today onward, my life is going to be very different. And even your life is going to be different because you are sharing this with me. You see? We, this is not just me. I'm a mirror to you. I love this deep awareness that you bring to the table. That's what I totally love about having conversations with you, reading what you write, hearing about you. You have this deep awareness and you always get to the root of something and you find an aspect that's like finding this hidden gem in something. I totally love that, Shinas. That is... So ah, it is uplifting. It is. So I can really see that as some light that you spread in the world. And um, that is rare. That is amazing. And that's why I can't wait to share more about this magnificence in your chart. <laughs> Just let me add another and then a last layer and um, then talk about some other things still. So as I was really focused on this prosperity aspect and I found more and more things in there, but what I really want to share with you is 
Um, that is far beyond uh, the human design. It's more the jinkies. I dove into these aspects up here. These gates, that's 32, 42, 62, and 61, and they come with this exponent, which is the I Ching line. I Ching line. And so what I found, just summing it up, um, you are part of really a broader pattern. Again, there is the community aspect in there. There is the whole planet evol uh, involved that is in the 32 aspect. So it is something that brings you greater financial um, return through this karma you spread. That's what I mentioned earlier on. That's why I knew that. Um, other than that, there is the 62nd gate, and that's all about you connecting, you moving, you communicating with people. So you are not meant to sit in front of the computer all the time or in front of books all the time and just doing the mental labor, even though you are capable of doing that. But you are meant to move. You are meant to uh, have the room to roam. You are meant to really um, be around people, walk around, move, have space. That is such a healthy aspect of you being in this world. And finally, and that's what I already shared, 61st um, gate is all about you being a light for those who feel bogged down by their own projections or by the projections of others. And you are here to really be that light. So um, that is just shining some light on this bigger picture of what you are here to do, what your purpose is, what your life's mission and your life's work is. And you are um, sharing that already with the world. And that's all, um, a point in time where I really would love to dive into your point of view of what your mission is. What do you currently do? So there is this aspect of being this scientifically driven person that works for NASA and does all the wow work that I don't understand. And then there is this heart-centered, nourishing, wonderful human being. Not that they don't go together, but I would love to learn more about you um, having said so much about your human design and your gene keys already. Yes. So I think that that, to me, is kind of syncing your right and left hemisphere, right? Mm -hmm. Like synchronizing all aspects of your human existence. I actually have always dwelled into both of these words, right? Like always lived a life as a homemaker, technically, you know, doing all the things, also very social, also very technical. And I kept all of them in a box because that was the only way I could manage it, but I was able to do it very well. Now I've come to the point where I am actually uh, like weaving both of these and kind of connecting them. Mm -hmm. And that's why like even like, let's say, publishing this interview on a LinkedIn is a classic example of connecting the two dots. Because usually I would keep my LinkedIn life as a rocket scientist very separate 
than my life as a spiritual alchemist or Kabbalist or, you know, um, everything like light body activation in a separate bucket. But I actually realized that we have to really integrate all aspects of ourselves to show up as the best human design, right? And that to me is what I want to share with the world by showing them how to do it through retreats, through public speaking, uh, through gatherings, because that's going to be the most exciting thing for all of us to show up and unwind that, unwind that aspect of us, because we have it all within us. I love that. And I want to add to that. And I think that sets you apart from so, so many people that speak about that, because you have this aspect of the scientific background when it comes to um, up-leveling where we currently are or unwinding or unraveling or expanding or letting go of something or attracting something, manifesting something, then um, you know about those, and I don't want to judge them, but just my experience. People just say, yeah, you need to declutter your closet, then you attract the money. You need to do this and that, or just simply follow my five-step um, approach. When you talk about that, you can go much deeper when it comes to health, when it comes to personal growth, when it comes to um, a new earth creation. You can go so much deeper. Would you love to add something to that? Because I think that is really outstanding. Yes, and thank you for that. Yes, and And that's the that's the one reason, actually, it's interesting even when I ask you about the passion into prosperity, because I took a lot of training where they teach you how to sell yourself so you can attract money, you can attract client, you even have a phone script to follow. And I just never resonated with any of that because it felt like it wasn't coming from my heart. And then, you know, I noticed that when you do everything with your heart, the money doesn't seem to flow from that process, right? So I was seeing the conundrum in that. And to me, you know, like, in the fair world, because I'm a Libra, it's all about justice. In the fair world, it should be all fair, but truly we all know it's not. And the whole thing is, that's what I always notice, that people, you know, who give three steps or five steps, because they're doing what they've been trained to do, because they know that how human, you know, can accept information easily through a certain, you know, uh, hypnosis words. I'm actually even uh, taking a class under Dolores Cannon to become a hypnosis because I wanted to understand the entire, you know, deeper way of reprogramming subconscious because I already do that, but I wanted to understand what is the trigger point, right? Yeah. So what I would say is that when people need, need to realize that we are a very complex being, so therefore you can't just watch a one YouTube channel or one video or one interview, right? And change your life because you have these patterns that you have embedded in you over the, you know, the timelines, many timelines of uh, experiences and habitual automatic things that you do, just like you said, my subconscious, right, um, has, a, it, it has a different point of view on, the, on certain thing than my consciousness. So my, my point is that if people realize that how incredibly intricate and beautiful machine they are, better than any rocket I've worked on, then they're going to realize that they should at least invest in themselves 
to unfold that lotus flower that is dying to unfurl. Yeah. Right? And if they can do that by taking proactive action towards it, so if they even take a proactive action and say, you know what, I really want to understand that why I live this Groundhog Day every day and I would love to understand the pattern, they just can, you know, hop on your website or my website and have a have a one-on-one session. And that one-on-one session can truly transform them because they are getting it from all different dimensions. Because we're not going to give them three-step, four-step, five-step. We're going to actually look at them as a unique species because we all are unique. You know, like as, even as a health coach, I was trained to not give anybody a dietary plan that I can give it to you and give it to somebody else. It was all about everybody's unique. So one person's a food can be another person's poison. Right. Right. And vice versa. So to me, like, I think that people need to recognize the fact they're so multifaceted. And because of that, there are pros and cons. The pros is that they can truly understand themselves and leverage their intricate um, complexity for what they want to create. The con is that they tend to stay in that groundhog day. Mm -hmm. And because of those patternistic things that we tend to do, if you are in it and you're not going to recognize it, you're going to keep living the same videotape, video recording that you have lived for all your life. The people will change. The places will change. However, you are just being distracted. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and I had so many thoughts when I just listened to you. I love that you say this intricate machine that we are and we are. So, so ah, I had those aspects of medicine um, when you are told that you have this and that diagnosis and that you have this prognosis and this in itself slows the progress down that you can heal because your machine reacts to what a doctor says and 100%. so you stop believing in this healing process and you just take the pill as something to maybe take away the fear of the prognosis but not cure the illness and so i could so i just feel the passion inside of me just arising um so um i could talk about so many things when i just listened to what you said this intricate machine that we are and what we are capable of and that no cookie cutter approach no five ten seven steps work for everyone method would would work it is all about highly customizing and the awareness of what we are capable of uh, exactly and and one of the thing i want to highlight also is that people have this thing that i know exactly what you need right yeah. just because when they're selling themselves as a coach and to me i actually don't know anything that you right. need i want you to learn about you enough so you can figure that out And see, to me, I'm going to teach you how to fish. I never want to fish for you because I don't want you to keep coming to me because I love to keep serving different people. You know, it's funny because I have a, I have a, I have a friend who's PhD in psychology and she was so good that when people would come to her, they would only come to her once and then they wouldn't come to her again. She was in Australia. And, and, and I told her that isn't it a dichotomy that on one hand, you want to make money off of doing this business. On the other hand, if you're really good, then people are not going to come back But that should not be a reason to not be being very, very good. You see my point? And if people can, yeah, because we need to just know that in the quantum field, there's infinite amount of information and 
blessing for us, right? So if you actually help the person really at the bottom of your heart so that you never see them again, to me, that's a way better gift than having me getting a client so I can make a certain amount of money. And I just have this picture, this mental picture, that it's not something that is lost when you help someone very fast. And that's not what is out there when we think of the medical corporations and pharmaceutical corporations. They want to bind people to their um, approaches. But when you just help someone in a very fast way, then there is this fan of more people coming your way because this person um, is just appreciating what you did for her or for him in such a fast way. And so I think that is how the quantum field works then because it brings you other people that would love to undergo this fast, sustainable um release or um, help or coaching or whatever it is, service. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Based on the way the holographic reality, right, uh, opens that new trajectory, the new stem, the new, uh, you know, branches comes off of it. Right, I like <laughs> that. Just to go to one last aspect, I don't want to share the screen again, but I want to share something with you that I prepared and that is, um, I looked into one of the jinkies that stand for the prosperity aspect. And I thought, like, I never did that before, but I want to really focus on what you shared. And this is, I have those cards. And this. Oh, that's so beautiful. More <laughs> cards that. And look at the flower of life right on the third eye. I just love that. Yeah. And it's about equilibrium. And I thought about how do I share that? So first of all, I want to share some information in general. And then I just decide to read out what this is all about, what the gift of this card is. Okay. This equilibrium means balance, harmony, peace of mind, ease of mind. And that is what you are meant to bring into this world. You are meant to bring equilibrium into the world. That is your world. And that could be in a physical way, in a mental way, in a spiritual way, in the emotional way. I forgot about the emotions. So you bring equilibrium for people. Um, and I'm going to read out what the gift of this card is. And I'm going to share it. Then you don't have to focus on me reading. <laughs> so this card, this personified card comes with you to bring you a vision of a new world where peace, harmony, and collaboration prevail. In you, I see a potential for inner peace and a gift for bringing equilibrium and balance to any group of which you are part. To ignite those gifts, you must first be willing to put all of your hidden agendas on the table. And now it comes. <laughs> Own and take responsibility for your ulterior motives and your self-trust will grow. With self-trust, you can create the safe space necessary for others to face and embrace their own shadows. 
This is how to co-create a truly peaceful world. There is a self-organizing intelligence that naturally arises when people are empowered to be who they are and are encouraged to contribute passionately to the ever-evolving whole. Remember to be playful. What's the point of a new world if we can't enjoy this new world? And I think that is so in sync and so aligned with your work, your mission, your magnificence. That is the path to prosperity, creating equilibrium. Right. And I love everything that you said, especially about having a very clear intention. Yeah. Having a very clear intention because, like, I always say that, like, you know, like, I look at, like, you know, you can, let's say if, if a guest is coming to visit you, right, and you're cleaning up your house because you want to look at it a certain way, and you can dump a whole bunch of clothes in the closet, right, because you want to hide it. But at the end of the day, what happens is that it's, that clutter is behind the, behind the door, and, and when you open it, it just comes out, right, like, like that. And I feel like the things kind of drip. Like what I'm saying is like things are going to show up one way or the other when you are trying to put something fast and furious. It shows up in your auric field. It shows up in your energy. You may not express it or you may not see it, but it's there. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I, I started uh, practicing something that goes so hand in hand with what you said. Um because you can show up, you can do your hair, you can dress up well. <laughs> um, I started doing something um, in the morning because sometimes I had those waves of really bad and dark emotions when I looked into the mirror in the morning. I had those wrinkles showing up, tired, huffy, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm not in shape. What's going on? And I created more of that. And so now when I go into the bathroom in the morning, I look at myself as this container, as a container that I can watch from somewhere outside. Um, and when I do that in the morning, I, I can keep this practice going on during the whole day. Just now when we are speaking, I can watch myself from outside of this container and I want to keep it in order. I don't want to let thoughts, sentences, people intrude this container. That's the body, that's the emotions, that's my spirituality, my auric field, everything. I don't want invaders, intruders in this space. And oftentimes it was myself who filled in bad thoughts, bad emotions, regrets, um, unforgiveness, anger. And now I think that goes hand in hand with this cluttered closet <laughs> um, because all of a sudden it just is visible in your field, in your space and reactions or um, health issues show up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You cannot hide from what uh, is not processed properly. It is going to surface one way or the other. So you might as well... Like, to me, I'm kind of a heads-on kind of a girl, right? I just feel like, you know what? I, I'm so grateful that you sh show me my skeleton if I didn't see it. I want to really face them, understand them, integrate with them, 
and be one with them. And then that way, it's no longer something to hide. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Tell us, we could go on talking forever in the day because I love your presence. Um, I love the the way we communicate. I love that we um, are so in sync when we talk about something. But we have to wrap that up. And uh, I would love to ask you, first of all, is there anything that you would love to share with everyone who is watching, something that comes to your mind, something that is highly valuable that you want to share That's a gift, that's a saying, that's a quote, that's anything that needs to be shared right now. One thing that I always say is that the power you seek is the power within. And I would like everybody to recognize that power within themselves, just like you did by changing your pattern, right? Because we have the power to mess ourselves up, but we also have the power to make ourselves grow, make ourselves evolve make ourselves be more one with everything. And uh, and I would like uh, people to know that I'm definitely ready and available to share my light with other people. And I'm, I'm ready to go to places, like you said, Patricia, that uh, travel the world, be with the tribes, be with the communities. I also am available one-on-one um, -on, -one on my website, shanasoni.com. And I would love people to reach out to me if they resonate with me and reach out to you if they resonate with you. Definitely. And what I wanted to share, so everything is in the show notes on our website. Please reach out to Shinas. She is an amazing, incredible, magnificent human being. She unifies the wisdom, the technology part, the aspects of deep wisdom around what I don't know a lot about and the wise, heart-centered woman that can really guide you along your way and just to dip a toe into who she is, just read this book. It is a little jam in itself. I wanted to share that because I am really convinced that this is um, something that everyone should do. Shinas, it is so, so great that we had this conversation. I enjoyed every second with you. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for sharing um, your light, spreading the light. Um, and maybe I'm going to have you on another show because we could dive so much deeper into how magnificent you are. Well, thank you for your magnificence as well. I have greatly enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. This was another episode of Magnificence, the one and only empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence of my guests and on the magnificence of you, the audience. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialindner.com. Please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.